Hey everyone, it's Tony, and welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. Tonight I'm joined by Liza, Bridget, Adam, and Chris. How's everybody doing? Hey. Hello. Good. How are you, Tony? I'm doing all right. So we're joined tonight by Chris, who has just returned from a trip to Walt Disney World. We had her on uh, uh, last week uh, with a live on-site report from the Magic Kingdom and uh, Animal Kingdom openings. And tonight we thought we'd have her on so she could tell us what's going on in Hollywood Studios in Epcot. So, Chris, how was it? Um, You know, it was it was interesting. It was um, it was empty. I mean, I don't know what else to say, you know. That seems to be a consistent theme. Not only what you've told us, but what we've seen on the internet from all of our travel agent friends and Disney fans across the country. Uh, it, it seems to be like a ghost town. I keep waiting for tumbleweeds to blow across some of these pictures. Yeah, I have some in mind. Seriously, though, I mean, it's and, and you know, I've really struggled with this. And I we were just talking about this before the show started. Like, I was nervous pretty much the entire time. Like in the back of your mind, you're thinking there's a pandemic going on. Is this safe? And, you know, ask me in 13 days, um, not that I'm counting how I feel, but, um, you know, I think they did an excellent job. They did a wonderful job over at magic and animal kingdom, and they did a great job at Epcot and, um, and Hollywood studios. It's very easy to social distance when the crowd levels are as low as they are. So that's, of one thing, you know, that, that is in their favor. Um, I did talk to some people who work at Disney who are a little higher up in management and they did say that the crowd levels will gradually be increased. Nobody knows what that's going to be. I'd say right now it's probably hovering around 10% and I could see that doubling and still being pretty manageable. I don't know what 30 or 40% would look like. There were a couple of attractions where the lines were very, very long, but the wait times were short, if that makes sense. So, well, of, of course, there's a six foot gap between every person. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, like, for example, there was a posted wait time yesterday for Frozen of, I think it was 35 minutes. We waited about 15, but the line was out past, it was going into China. And we thought, oh, God, this is going to be a mess. But it went really, really fast. I mean, we were inside within like five minutes, which was good because it was extremely hot out. Now, are they are they separating everyone by um, by family group or is it six feet per person? So in the lines, you're six feet between groups. That's everywhere at Universal and at Disney World. So if you have, like, there were some big groups, like one of the rides we went on, there was probably a group of like 20 people that was very cumbersome for them to move and to have a distance. And it took us a little while to kind of adjust and go, okay, you know, they're, they're literally taking up and not their fault. Of course, they're literally taking up three of the spots, right? So we just had to be mindful that we were back way, you know, six feet behind them at the next one and stay there. But, you know, it's very hard for a group that big to move um, they could not do it per person. It, it wouldn't work. Okay. That's good to know. Uh, so back to your actual trip, which, uh, which park did you guys hit first? Well, uh, initially, of course we did do, you know, cause the first four days we were there only animal kingdom and magic were open. And then on Wednesday we went to Epcot and then we just kind of went back and forth. Epcot, Hollywood, Epcot. I think we did two days of Ep- Hollywood. We snuck over to universal during that time too. 
and then finish with Epcot. So, all right. So let's uh, let's let's talk about Epcot. Uh, it was kind of a mess before everything shut down with all of the construction and reimagining going on at the at the front of the park. Uh, what was it like when it reopened? So it's still kind of like that, only they've opened up on either side of Spaceship Earth. They've opened up two more walkways and they have really big signs. So you can take a little shortcut through that. It's, it's especially easier going over to Soren and over to Nemo and everything. You don't even have to walk past Spaceship Earth. You can just take that little shortcut right away. A little more difficult getting over to, you know, Test Track and and all the stuff that's over there. Um, but you are not getting in the front of Spaceship Earth. And um, you know where they normally have, like when you're walking on that little pathway that goes towards World Showcase right in front of the Spaceship Earth? You know mm-hmm. how they normally have, they have the fountain and then they have the big display for food and wine. Well, that's right next to a big barrier. Okay. I'll post a picture on the page. Okay. Construction barrier company is getting a lot of work in Epcot these days. Yeah. I, th- mm-hmm. They've done their best with them. You know, they've got like, um, you know, they have uh, Pixar characters on them, of course, by where they're going to have Guardians of the Galaxy and all that. So it's cute. And they're brightly painted and clean, but it's still a construction zone. So, mm-hmm. All right. But but once you get past that, uh, we're into the food and wine country. Okay. Let me tell you what the funniest thing is, because I was cracking up. As only a Disney nerd can crack up. So everybody knows that on, you know, July 15th, they opened the park and they also opened up food and wine, but it's not really food and wine. It's like residual flower and garden. There's no food and wine merchandise right now, which is a hundred percent understandable because of course, you know, flower and garden went, what was it, Bridget? Like it was at 10 days. It was 10 Mm -hmm. days of flower and garden and they had three more months of it that didn't happen. And so they had all this merchandise and they don't want to have to send that merch. I, I know for a fact they have many, many trucks already at Cast Connection waiting to be unloaded. So they want to they want to get rid of as much merchandise as they can. So there was a ton of flower and garden merchandise. Orange there were, but Yes. I, you I, can get them. You can get you, them, Liza. You can get the or we, She's already got them. They're on their way. Oh, um, so, so they had tons of merchandise, right, for flower and garden. But the funny thing was... They had no flowers or garden. So it was like, you know, you go in there and you're like, geez, it's flower and garden. That's ah, my favorite festival. Oh, no flowers. Oh, there just aren't. Right now. Like, so there's a bazillion, there's just a ton of merchandise. Um, but there's nothing else. Um, about two thirds of the, of the um, kiosks were open. No waiting. And, but then they weren't open all the time. Like the second time we went back to Epcot, some of the ones that had been open before weren't open. So, mm. you know, they're just, they're gauging the crowds and working with that. So, okay. So when you say there's no flower or garden, does that mean there's no topiaries? Does that no. mean, really? No. They don't have a topiaries? Uh, I thought there's they- not a stinking topiary in the place. It, it looks like, you know how when, they clean out like right right after Christmas. They get rid of everything, right? And there's like about a week or two where there's nothing out for another festival. That's how it looks. Except they've added some brand new stands. Some of them look more permanent. 
Okay. Which is awesome. You know how they used to be kind of wooden and it looked like a structure that, you know, you might have in your backyard where you store tools. They have probably added, I want to say, under 10 of those permanent looking structures that are, you know, actual buildings and they're dotted all over the place. There were like two right by Soren and, and stuff like that. So okay. kind of an improvement. They definitely look better. Okay, so there was like your normal, typical landscaping. That's still there, right? Oh, yeah, like the normal flowers and everything. Okay. But it wasn't like flower and garden where you go through and like everywhere you look, there's like some over the top. You can't really do that in July when it's super hot out. So Okay, because I was just trying to gauge how much cut back was cut back. You know, well, and I mean, you know, they could have just kept it in, but the weather is not really compatible yeah. with flower and garden, yeah. you know, in July, um, which, you know, is kind of disappointing because, you know, it is such a beautiful festival, but, you know, we'll get it next year. Um, there yeah. was zero food and wine merchandise out. I looked for it everywhere, not because I personally wanted any, but because I knew people were going to ask for pictures. So there was nothing. Were all the booths open, the food booths? No, like I said, about two thirds of them were okay. only open. And like the funny thing was, is like we passed the Alpine one. And if you if you went to Food and Wine last oh, year, they the had cheese. this Alpine booth. But I was like, who wants hot cheese in July, right? No. Only a weirdo. So that one's not open. I know, right? It's good, though. That cheese is (laughs) is good. good. You could definitely have melted that raclette without a fire because it was really hot the other day. So So good. I wonder if you could just kind of like say, hey, guys, um, you know, there's nobody here really. So can you just hook it up a little extra (laughs) on my plate? (laughs) You probably could. I I would have. See, that was the thing. Like there was... And I don't know if it was because they had just opened, but when I went to Magic Kingdom, there was a weird vibe there. And I've never, I mean, I, I, you know, went to college in Florida, so I, you you know, know, weird vibes. (laughs) Well, yeah, (laughs) but also I, I know what the different seasons were like in the late eighties and through the nineties. Right. I know that the first week in December in 1989 was dead. And this was probably a little less busy than that. Wow. But the vibe was like totally different. It was like people were, I think they were nervous. I think they were just getting their footing back because by the time Epcot and Hollywood opened up, like it was like, it was like the usual Disney, you know, mm-hmm. cast members were, you know, they, they had it together. You know, they, they knew what they were doing. They were confident and friendly. But it is weird, Chris, because when you think back on that last day when everybody was in the Magic Kingdom on Main Street saying goodbye, and you think about that yeah. image of all those people there, Ugh. and then yeah. when it reopens, it's like crickets in the background, like... You know, just well, like people are people are really nervous and I, I get it. And again, you know, like I said, the entire time I was there in the back of my mind, I was I was like it was not possible and if I'm gonna be perfectly honest, because like we don't we don't we don't ever do the hard sell with clients. Like I know that all of you are telling clients, Hey, maybe move it to twenty twenty one unless you feel really, really comfortable and then go ahead and go. And I can see why people 
are uncomfortable with going because even me, I was a little uncomfortable. And it's like, on the one hand, you're like, yay, I'm walking down Main Street. There's nobody here. I'm getting amazing pictures the entire time. But on the downside of that, you're like, okay, how many days? And and when I was driving home, I was talking to Bridget on the phone. And did I not Google how, what's the incubation period for coronavirus? And we were like, okay, the average person gets it within five days, but then most of them have it within 11.5 days. You know, it's like we were going through the whole thing. It's hard to enjoy it when you have that in the back of your mind. But I'll so, be honest, I went grocery shopping on Friday. Right? That grocery store was packed there was yes. no social distancing and i was like you know what i would be safer in the magic kingdom yep. right now yep than in this grocery store yep. that's my You're point 100 percent right yeah i mean, no. it, was, it was bad it was I, bad that's everywhere i totally agree with you yeah and, yeah and that was true too like i went off property i went to Publix like really briefly and i will say in this Publix was in osceola county i know that orange county has a um, mask mandate i'm not so sure about osceola but um, everyone had on a mask. But social distancing is really hard when you don't have a cast member, you know, or a team member, if you're at Universal, telling you, hey, you know, just be mindful, you know, pay attention, blah, blah, blah. It's harder when you're not. It's very effective when somebody's saying, you know, stand back, you know, stand here, do this. Right. And when there's tape on the ground. I did feel safer on Disney property. And we talked, Kevin and I talked about that, you know. And I will also say... You know what? If if in two weeks you don't have people getting sick from being there, it shows you that social distancing and masks can work in that kind of an environment. Plus, cleaning like crazy because they were cleaning a lot. So well, and such a reduced crowd level too, Chris. I mean, it's like yeah. you know you can only do so much if the capacity is at a certain percentage. So I'm really hoping they don't go over 25 at least for a couple more months until we figure everything out because I mean you know I, I said it on the other show I feel like right now the trade-off with these incredibly low crowds is kind of makes it very tempting but if you're telling someone you know we're going to even be at 50 percent does that work I don't I don't really know Someone asked me what kind of cleaning products they were using in the parks. I know some people are allergic to certain, you know, harsher chemicals. They're using peroxide, like a peroxide mixture to spray down ride vehicles. And they kind of spray them almost like, if you live in the South, you know this guy. He's got the little bug spray thing and he's spraying. I saw that. Have you, have you all seen that? Saw yeah. That. Okay. So that's what he's using. I've got one. Um, that's a peroxide mixture. And he's spraying down the ride vehicles um, with that. But they do that every couple hours. And then um, for just wiping down surfaces, it's like rubbing alcohol. Okay. So, so I was wrong. So they're not using like really intense chemicals that might, you know, be kind of unpleasant to smell and things like that. I was wrong about the barbicide. You were wrong about the barbicide, yes. Well, I mean, who knows? Maybe there's barbicide somewhere. We can hold out hope. <laughs> so, Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to get that out before I forgot. All right, so so outside of the food and wine festival, did you guys do any eating in Epcot while you were there? We ate at Viennapoli both days mm. we were there. Okay, so, so, uh, double so you went you, you went out of your comfort zone and uh, <laughs> went to Viennapoli <laughs> twice. Okay. Yes, yes. Got to get yeah, that pepperoni pizza. So as far as Viennapoli goes, 
and all the other World Showcase restaurants that were open, and I should touch on that in a second. But as far as Viennapoli goes, they only had three servers who were from Italy. Everybody else was a regular server who had been called back, and it was fine. The girl we had the first day, her name was Maddie. She was lovely, and she was a great server, really good with the kids. You know, the food was the same. That's all I cared about, so that was great. Um, I talked to someone at a signature, I won't mention it, and he did tell me that um, they've had trouble getting all of the servers back. Mm -hmm. They were running behind you know, at some of their restaurants because of that, because not everyone feels, you know, comfortable, you know, yeah. work, going back to work. And that's perfectly understandable. We're definitely tipping higher right now than usual, because I mean, you know, people have been hit so hard by all of this. So mm-hmm. all of our dining experiences were really good. So one thing I do want to mention is not everything is open in the world showcase. Most of the shops are not open. They were open in the UK. Um, you're a caramel kusha was open uh, a couple other places, but almost everything was closed and, you know, in that area. So it's weird. Like we wanted to go into the little China shops and they weren't open, but then the movie area was open and it was, it was, um, you know, worked regular, you know, American cast members were there, of course. So, okay. so that's different. The theater was open, like the America pavilion and the, yes, I made the kids go to that. But they didn't have the singers. And that's the other thing. I was talking to a friend of mine who told me that, you know, Disney will not have their singers back. So that's not happening. Because, you know, when you sing, you know, you're expelling, you know, all kinds of stuff. Eventually. Yeah. I'm hoping eventually Mm. they'll bring them back. They do have the jaminators. Yes. And do you know where they're at? Yeah, they don't sing. But you know where they're at as well? And, it, and it, it actually works really, really well. They're at the theater in the American Pavilion. They're not that's out and about. That's where is, right? They're, that's where yep. they are. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all there in the theater. And they, they were doing a great job when we were there. Um, but the regular singers, they're not <gasps> back right now. And there's no... There's no projected date for them coming back. Oh, so I feel so bad for the mariachi band. I liked them well, but, too. But but they're still performing. They're just performing at the. Uh, they're on stage. Right. They're on stage, just like the Jaminators. So instead of but being, they sing. Yeah, but they're not near people. Well, maybe a Voices of Liberty can sing. So that's what else. they should do. All of these performers, they should just have them there. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Maybe they'll do that. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's probably a trial. Yeah. I mean, everything is probably going to change in two weeks. Yeah. So when we put this out, people will be like, oh, it's not like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's one thing to keep in mind is, you know, everything's going to change. It could be better. It could be not as good um, as far as what's being offered. I mean, so here's the thing. It's totally, there's so much to do, especially like in Epcot, there was a ton of stuff to do. And I loved being able to walk up to a food booth and just grab something. You know, I maybe waited two minutes to get something and that was like once or twice, you know, otherwise it was just like a walk through. Um, Most of the rides were like that. Soren had a bit of a wait, you know, I'm by, by a bit of a wait, I mean 15 minutes. It will spoil you for life, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Test track, maybe 15 or 20 minutes while we were there and that was a Saturday when when we were looking at the wait times for test track so it was pretty low keep in mind all the posted wait times are considerably shorter than what you're actually doing because I timed everything versus what 
we were normally how how it was t- how long it was posted. So the posted so, wait time. Let's say it was twenty minutes. You think you'd only wait fifteen? I would say like we were seeing like thirty five minutes and waiting fifteen. Okay. okay. Yeah. So See, I, here's what's gonna happen. Then we're gonna all come back to reality and be like. What are these weights? Why do I, I have to wait this? Oh, yeah. No, because – and I'll talk about Hollywood Studios, which is a, a little bit of a different experience on a couple things, as you can imagine. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the wait times are really low. It is an amazing time to go. A couple more things about lines. You know, somebody mentioned, you know, six feet apart, et cetera, et cetera. The other thing is a lot of lines have plexiglass up. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're in line and someone's on the other side, there's plexiglass up, you're not coughing on them, you're not sneezing on them, you're not talking to them. So that's, that's helpful. You know, lots of measures like that. The other thing is, if you do hit a snag and you have a long wait, you can be rest assured that it's because they're cleaning whatever ride vehicle you're um, you know, they're cleaning the ride vehicles. So like we went on, um, I think it was Monday and we went on, we went to Magic Kingdom and we were in Pirates and we were the last people before they stopped to clean. And so the whole time I talked to this really nice cast member, I would love to give him credit for it, but his name was Chris. And as we all know, Chris is not a real (laughs) name on a Disney name tag. It's because somebody forgot their name tag, but he was great. And he explained how everything worked. So like, Apparently, there's thirty. There's a thirty boat capacity, right? At, at on pirates, but normally they run about twenty six boats. That's when it's very busy. They were they've been running twenty three, and what they do is every two hours they stop. The guy comes out, he sprays every boat. They run everything through to give it a chance to to clean or to to dry, and then you can get on. And when you get on the boat. You're either in the back row or in the front row. There's no one in the middle unless it's your whole, you know, unless you have like 20 people in your group and then you're all on the boat together. And that's pretty much the same way they're doing It's a Small World. So um, so we did, you know, it, it was a walk-on for that ride. But then we get there and we had to wait, you know, I think maybe 25 minutes, which was fine because the guy was, you know, telling us all kinds of stuff at the same time about how things were working. So it was very useful. So, you know, if you, like I said, if you hit a snag, that's why they're cleaning. I want to be the guy that sprays the boat. That looked kind of fun. Chris, did you ride Spaceship Earth? I did. Did the the, uh, touchscreen computers were on, right? They were on, yeah. Did you notice if they were cleaning them at all? They they were cleaning them, but not they they only do it like every two hours. Gotcha. So, so it's not after you know, sat there. Yeah, I mean if you're if you're somebody who carries a small backpack in the park, take some wipes and wipe things down if you're uncomfortable. Plus, every every ride you go on, and this is different from Universal. You get on a ride at Universal. The guy's there with the thing of hand sanitizer. You get on a ride at Disney, and it's like, here's our hand sanitizer, your choice. Did you uh, take the buses at all anywhere? Yes, just just once, to be honest, because we had a car. Um, the buses seat 25 people max, and they have uh, areas that seat either two or four people. 
And so if you're just one person, you know, you're taking up that area. So you're like minimizing the capacity for that bus because they're not putting anyone else in there. And they also have plexiglass. So the sardines in the bus are no more. Well, that's true. I mean, anyone who's like, as a short person, I have spent plenty of time in other people's armpits. Oh my gosh. But that that is not happening right now, no, which I'm sure disappoints some weirdo out there. No, I, I hate <laughs> the cramming everyone in the bus. It just, oh, I hope they keep a little more... I don't know. I guess if it's super busy, they can't. The monorails, oh. monorails like that too, where you would just like yeah. jam yourself in there, and yes. they they separated that out too. The monorail was great. First of all, they've put new seats in there, and I think I mentioned that on the last nice. show. But then they have that big barrier. So like Sophie and I were in one, and we were just in one section of the monorail. I don't know if there were people on the other one because it's not clear like the plexiglass in other areas. So yeah, they're doing a good job on that. I will say that relative to the amount of people who were at the resort, the parking lots were fairly full, which says to me that you have a lot of local, a lot of people in the Southeast who can drive because not everyone's comfortable flying. And uh, a lot of people are driving to and from the parks. Keep in mind, there's no, uh, trams oh there's no parking lot trams no trams yeah wow okay wonder why um well i think it's probably hard to social distance on those and you probably don't need them because you're very close yeah you're still very close people in the parking lots right now it's not like yeah people are out and whatever that far one is in epcot yeah they're they're doing an amazing job and they're all doing the best they can and we should go to to hollywood studios because to me that was the most like disney is for me like the vibe and the feeling um the most like it normally is at hollywood not because it was crowded but because i think by the time those two you know hollywood and epcot opened they really did get their footing because, like, the first couple of days, you know, nobody really under... Even me, you know, like, I went to Universal, so I knew how Universal worked. Both parks are pretty similar. But, you know, going to Magic Kingdom, like, a couple times I had to be reminded, no, stand over there, don't do this, blah, 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 you know. Because right. you're just... You're not paying attention. Right. So... Um, so what happened with Studios? Tell us about what, the, what that was like when it opened. So Studios, like... For the preview that they had for cast members, it was packed. And apparently, not like, you know, packed as in like overly crowded, but it was hard to get in. There were lots of cars lined up. So we wanted to avoid that, but we still ended up getting there when it opened. And we were kind of worried like, oh, this is going to be terrible. We were parked at the front. We walked right in. It was no problem. Um downside we were never we would went there two days we were not able to get on rise of the resistance really mm-hmm. now was I, it because you weren't able to work the uh virtual queues which they are now offering three times daily so the problem is is with the 10 o'clock when the 10 so it opens at 10 1 and 4 but the problem is it fills up so quickly at t- mm-hmm. at 10 o'clock and then they had um it broke down a few times. Uh, so they had to honor the spots for the people who signed up initially. That was part of the problem. The other issue, I the first day we signed on immediately at one, like I had a whole system and it was sold out within 10 seconds. I, I think it maybe didn't open up because they had, you know, delays and stuff. When you go into Galaxy's Edge, 
the line for people who are in the virtual queue is very long. It's very wow. long. So, you know, um, so, I, you know, that's kind of a downside because I would say if you really, really want to get into Galaxy's Edge, or, or I mean, sorry, into Rise of the Resistance, you better be there when that park opens and standing in there and have your phone out, just like you did before. So, There's no advantage. I didn't hear of anyone able to get on at four o'clock, frankly. So there's like so. absolutely no standby line or anything. You just have to have, um, it's all on your phone. There's no standby line for Rise of the Resistance, no. Which honestly, I mean, I don't know how else they could do it under these circumstances <laughs> other than what they're doing with the 10, 1, and 4. Um, just get there when they open or get there a little bit early. Do the same thing you were doing before. The park isn't opening until 10, which is great. What about Runaway Railway? I didn't go on it with Kevin and the kids because I'd been on it and it was out in the sun and I was like, I'm going to go to work. So I took my iPad and did some work while they went on it. They went on it twice. But um, the posted wait times were over an hour for that. There's no way they waited that long. They probably waited a half hour. Hmm. So again, posted wait times, kind of crazy. Um, definitely shorter. Um we rode back to back. We went on Toy Story Mania over and over because oh. it was it was literally a walk on every single time. That's you awesome. might have had like a little two or three minute wait once you got to where the ride was loading. Maybe a half hour for a Slinky Dog. And even with the social distancing, I don't think I saw the line go more than 30 or 40 feet past where the shaded area was that ride there's like goes all the way down the ride with you know mm-hmm. some days it wasn't like that alien swirling saucers was a walk on every time wow so mm-hmm. yeah and it was really funny because like it was just us it, like i think it was me and the twins that were only the ones that went on this one time and then like there was another person like a solo guy and <laughs> He was still like, they were being very careful about social distancing even then. You know, they were like, you go over here and you go over there. You know, you're not near each other on this ride. So um, Millennium Falcon, 15 minutes, no more. Every time. Fun. I know. See, that's fun. Well, and the cool thing too is like, then you can be the pilot every time. Like if you have a family of four, or even if you're just by yourself, like our older son went by himself. He got to, he was on the Falcon all by himself, you know, wow. cause they don't put anyone else in there. So, wow. um, which is fun, you know, it's kind of different. So see, that's what and, makes me want to go. <laughs> you, know? I, you know what? Right. I, I, I know. Again, like I, I'm one of those people who like, don't tempt fate. Don't be like, I'm so glad I went. But in two weeks, if I'm not, if we didn't get sick, I'm going to be shouting it from the rooftops. I still say I would never tell a client or anybody go. I would say, you know, weigh the risk versus the benefits. So. Well, and I think it also makes a difference too is, is- what they're willing to do and if it's a first timer and you know those those first timers I would never I would tell them to just wait because they're not going to get the full experience that they wanted to begin with you know what I would tell a first timer to go they didn't care about the characters like me I could care less about a character my first trip I don't care now but there are people for whom that's important but right you know like if you have a young couple like a couple of 20 somethings you know just want to get away for a few days that is a phenomenal trip 
I have um, a I have a first timer that's not changing their trip in September uh, because yeah. their whole the reason why they wanted September was because the whole goal in mind was avoiding crowds. I sent yeah. some of the pictures that you had taken to him and he was like, but I thought, you know, maybe they would want to move it. But nope, they're like really excited because his thinking is that, you know, like what happened with Bridget or me when you go into the grocery store and there's just so many people around and then you see this, it's like you almost feel safer because there's not that mm-hmm. many. It's a mandated mask thing. Everybody's got to wear them. There's sanitizer everywhere. So it's right. almost like you have, it feels like if you're going to be safe, it feels like that's the spot that you would be because there's so mm-hmm. many precautions taken all the time. They don't want anything yeah. to happen. Right. Well, and it, it is true. I, I did feel safe. I mean, but are you safe driving there? Are you, you know, I mean, there's so many things going on in your head. There's so. a lot of variables. And like, I know when Mark and I were talking about, you know, maybe we should just drive and we've never driven before, but maybe, but his mom was like, why are you going to do that? Because you have to make how many stops? You've got to stay in a hotel. If you fly, you're a one-stop shop. You're on the airport, right. you're on the airplane, and you're done. Then you go get your rental car, whatever you're doing. I was like, you're right. You know what? It actually eliminates a lot of other, you know, rest stops and things, where you know, which are already dirty to begin with. Yeah. You know, so. We, we definitely, um, like, it usually takes us. Like seven hours, but sometimes up to eight to get home. We did it in like seven and Mm -hmm. we stopped, you know, three times, but we were like in and out of those rest stops because we were like, come on, you know, you don't know who's been in there. Um, I will say again, and this is in Georgia, um, where they don't have any mandates for masks, um, Mm -hmm. necessarily. Um, almost everyone I saw out and about had a mask on. It was really oh, rare to see somebody without it. Yeah, I. it was definitely a different experience. Again, food, kind of weird. When Kevin and the twins were doing like Test Track, which I, I hate that ride, and, which is weird because I like the same thing as Cars Land out in Disneyland, but that's You just don't story. like the theming. I don't like the theming. It's boring. Yeah. So I, I told them, well, I had to do payroll. And so I said, I'm going to go do this. And um. I went over to Sunshine Seasons. And of course, I just wanted a Coke, right? I just wanted to sit down without a mask and, and drink a Coke. Well, I had to mobile order, you know, and it does, I, it's like a small thing, right? It, it's not even a big deal. But, you know, when you have to mobile order and you have to wait for your window to open. And so getting a Coke goes from a five-minute thing to a 30-minute thing. That's that's not great. But you, you just be, be aware of it and know you know, because, you know, for us as the first people going through, these things are all new. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so the other thing was, is I would normally go take like an hour and work at the DVC lounge. I couldn't get in there because of social distancing. There was not, I I couldn't even, I didn't even want to deal with the line. So Uh, Chris, I have have a question regarding drinks, because I know that the uh, self-service soda fountains down in sunshine seasons are closed. Yes. Um, how how was it at the resorts? Um, are they still selling resort mugs? Are they still allowing you to fill them yourselves? Are cast members doing them? That's uh, that's actually a really good 
question because it's different everywhere you go. You are not allowed to fill any mugs, by the way. You can still buy one, but when you need it refilled, they'll do it for you. Now, there was no ice at all at sunshine season. I texted my husband. I'm like, it's like being in France. Because, you know, well, I just wanted some ice. So I just got like a soda, right, in a, in a bottle. Um, so like some places aren't going to have ice. And all of the self-service drink uh, fountains are not open. So, and actually, speaking of which, um, if you have picky kids, there's not a lot that's open right now in Epcot if your kids like nuggets or things like that. Because Electric mm. Umbrella is closed. It's being remodeled. I didn't know that until the other day. Um, and it's not going to Do you listen to our show? Did we have that on there? Oh, yeah. We've, we've talked about that. <laughs> Did you all just cover that while I was gone? Oh, no. We've talk, we talked about that months ago. Okay. Well, I wasn't listening. I was working. No, I'm kidding. Maybe. <laughs> no, I mean, that. so that is, it's not going to have the same name. So, um, so that's going to be different. The boulangerie in France isn't open, so you can't get a sandwich. There's a lot of little things. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe by the time, you know, I, well, I think probably also because they don't have the foreign workers there. So that's probably an issue, but yeah. I saw that it opened. Did it just open? Because it wasn't open when I was there. Well, and here's the other thing. Opened like yesterday. Okay. And here's the other thing. Like things are opening and closing. Like they're not keeping normal hours. Like, you know what? I went to Disney Springs to get a little break from the kids. Lily Pullets are closed at 6 o'clock. I mean, what if somebody needs a brightly colored dress at 8.30 on a Friday night? You're going to need to that. Yeah, yes, really? I agree. Where do you go? Situation. No, the prints. Nobody needs that much print. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there. See, Bridget likes Lily Pulitzer. I, oh, I will back that all the way. I yes. will never. Y'all need a little sunshine in your life. She just wants to wear black all the time. No, I wear gray Don't and white. Be that person. I wear white, yes. gray, and black. I don't. I, so yeah, I just don't. Black on the outside, she'll black on the inside. I We're know. Not going there, right. Chris can tell you that is not my style. I would never, ever, <laughs> ever. I uh, another thing regarding food. It was very easy to get a reservation. Like it was hard to get Sanaa. We we couldn't get Sanaa at a decent time the whole week, um, because you know that's so popular and the food's mm-hmm. so good. Um, but we were able to get Via Napoli pretty much short notice. Um, the Boathouse, wow, they're just packing them in there and selling food. Because, like, every time I opened up the app, I could get the Boathouse. You know, just pretty much, oh, California Grill, because they just opened, which was mm-hmm. phenomenal. And I, I need to eat there right now. I would love that. Um, that that was amazing. So hopefully more stuff will be open. I actually um, had a client who's down there right now. She's actually at SeaWorld. She wanted to go to a character meal. Well, they weren't staying on property, and so they and they didn't have park tickets, so they couldn't go in the parks. She went to Chef Mickey's. Well, there's nothing going on in Chef Mickey. Mm-hmm. So that was super sad for her. So she just messaged me this morning. It was like, there were no characters. I was like, oh my gosh. Wait, so time yeah. out. So, Garden Grill? What's mm-hmm. going on there? They have characters. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, and Plano that are doing character dining. But that's it. Modified character experiences. Right. Oh, well, so they and, just and, pass by and they're like, hey. No, it's, it's like, the lesser characters, still, right? They're behind you. It's yeah, like Robin right. characters, 
Um, you know, the lesser movies, Good Dinosaur. What? Right? <laughs> no. <laughs> that would actually be better. I wouldn't mind that. Here's the other thing. I guess they're still testing how to make characters work. Like they haven't really come to any, you know, major conclusion. Like I was told by a friend the other day that they were testing having characters wearing face masks on, you know, underneath the fur costumes, you know, those characters and that it was just unbearably hot. So, you know, little things like that. Mm. I mean, they're still working out, you know, it's, and and the same thing is going on, like the same kind of character meet and greet is happening. Like I was walking and Joy was out. I was, you know, by um, the Imagination Pavilion and Joy was out on the, on the lawn over there. And you, there was no line and you could stand there and take a picture, like a selfie or whatever. And she was like 10, 15 feet away. So it's kind of weird. Um, they're doing the same thing at Universal with the Grinch or whatever. He was out by himself. He was adorable. So, I mean, you can get pictures. You just can't get really close. Hmm. So, right. And no face characters at all. No show at the castle. Um, none of that. Well, I'm okay so, with that. But they had some yeah. face characters in the cavalcade, so... They're all in the cavalcades, and the cavalcades yeah. are ridiculously cute. Like, there's three or four of them going on at Hollywood Studios. Yeah, I so know you have. Good. Yeah, you have the Disney Junior characters. You have the Pixar characters. Um, you have Mickey and Mickey and Minnie coming out, and it's pretty regularly. So, right, super cute. Liza, you would be happy to know that there was no line. And only one table full at the Brown Derby Lounge the other day. Oh, I love it. I wanted so desperately to go. But, you know, when you're there with kids, (laughs) it's harder to do stuff like that, you know? Oh, yeah. Mommy needs a grapefruit martini. Mommy needs grapefruit cake. Yeah, the cake is good. Two pieces. Why don't you order it, kid? Because I know you won't like it. And then you can sneak it over to me. (laughs) I'm Like, as a travel agent, and I thought about this, like, 50 times a day like you're never gonna get the pictures that you're getting right now like never like every picture I took was well I'm not gonna say amazing but I mean (laughs) it was pretty good you know I mean it was really a good they were good you know there's nothing in them you know like I'll always like I'll you, you ever take a great picture and then somebody's butt crack is in it you're like you get home and you're like oh that's a good well, oh that guy <laughs> have you ever had that happen because I have that happen all the time story of my life avoid the butt I, I know I, I don't do have any photoshop that. skills you know there have been a couple pictures that I took that I thought were really really good that I thought about sending to to Liza so she could Photoshop somebody's butt crack out. I can. Well, there's no butt crack issues right now. <laughs> That's promising. Um, yes. I took a picture one time of like these uh, Mickey ears that were on this uh, bar and it was the Christmas light light up plastic ears and there was like a mirror on the outside so I guess because people were trying them on and I took the picture and it was like really good you know it had the depth of field so it was kind of blurry and when I looked at it later on, I was like, ah, oh, because in the mirror, butt crack. No. <laughs> Seriously? Yep. I saw somebody's ha- pants were like hanging and they had a fanny pack on too, which you would have thought would have held them up. Yeah, right? But I guess it didn't work. Hide them a little bit? Maybe it was like a worn out fanny pack because that fanny was probably wearing it out because the fanny was <laughs> sticking out. That fanny. <laughs> it's not like my grandmother. 
Fanny. And that Fanny was hanging out. I didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, you, you're you just getting amazing pictures. And, you know, like, also, you would wait sometimes for, like, 10 minutes for, like, half the crowd to clear in front of the castle. Right. Well, right now, I mean, I'm literally going through my pictures and I don't think, I don't, there's not a bad one in there. You know, we, we were only in the parks probably from like 10 or 11 until like 5. So we definitely enjoyed the resort this time. So. Yeah, well, you were at a good one. Bay Lake Tower is nice. Yeah, I really like that. That might be my new favorite. So. And how was Copper Creek? Copper Creek was nice, but, um, you know, if I, if I had to review Copper Creek, I would say uh, – the parking lot is so far away from where you're staying. So that's a hall. Um, and there's no food there right now. You know, there's like four entrees on the menu at the quick service and, or you're eating at um, uh, whispering Canyon, which, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't necessarily have a menu that people in my family love. And so we weren't really, we, I mean, fortunately, we had a kitchen, so it wasn't really a problem, but they don't have that great, and this is why I stayed there, they have that great outdoor, is it, what is it called? Yes, I forget. I was going to ask you about it. I, cause I, Geyser I, Point. I there. Geyser huh? Point. Thank yes. you. you. Geyser Point. Geyser Point is probably the best quick service at a hotel on property, no question, and you're right out. You're looking at the water. It's just wonderful. And just fire pits and everything. Yeah. And it wasn't open. So, and that was uh, literally the one of the main, cause you know, we, like I said, we, we had DVC points. There was so much availability. We could have stayed pretty much everywhere, but um, yeah, that, that's surprising. It's not open since it's outside. Since the hotel is, uh, well, the DVC is open. So you were in the main building of Wilderness Lodge. Is that where those we were? We were in the DVC for both, both, um, stays so oh so you're in the separate building boulder ridge a copper no, creek copper creek's in the main building but that's the dvc section oh it is in the main building okay yeah and they still had geyser wow that's interesting yeah well, i thought it was because there's it's all open i see and that's what i thought too i'm like why is this closed of all right. places yeah that doesn't New- make a lot of sense to me no I, I didn't think so either um but, you know, I mean, it was fine, but I would have loved to have, you know, have been able to eat there and just, you know, look out at the water and everything. I, I think it's a really nice location. Mm-hmm. Um, and the food is really good. So, like I said, with the other quick service, it had a limited menu. And every place is going to have a limited menu, by the way. Speaking of your resort stay, what were the social distancing protocols at the resort? We, we talked about you going to the parks. Uh, what were the mask policies? I, I've heard that you don't have to wear a mask on pool decks. Um, what what did you find the experience to be like there? It was really easy because there weren't a lot of people there. So, like, the social distancing was a, was a complete non-issue at the resorts. I will say everyone wants you to do online check-in. So we did not have to go up to the main uh, front desk at all, except at one point we had a little issue with the magic band. Um, other than that, it was completely easy. So, hmm. um, one quick thing, stretching room. A lot of people were talking about how they're doing Haunted Mansion. Uh, they're not doing any, they're not doing the stretching room. Um, I know that we had questions about that on the page. What? It's just yeah. a walk right? It's a walk-in. So, like, it's cordoned off. 
and you would stay close to the wall and just walk around in the circle. You're not, you know, you're not near anyone. So again, it's taped, you know, little, little taped areas on the ground. Um, that was a walk on. I will say the gondolas are running, but there were lots of times that we looked over and they were not running. So again, if somebody's going, I would say just consider very strongly, you know, maybe running a car. That's what I've kind of thought about too. Yeah, you should definitely run a car, especially with the way Mark is feeling. You know, he's kind of really on the fence. I would run a car. (laughs) Can't even. I know. I'm just getting on the plane by myself. There you go. Yeah, I mean, you know what? It is it is really, really hard because, like, again, it's a trade-off. Um, I really might have a clearer understanding of how I feel about this in 13 days. So, <laughs> I think you're going to be okay. You're going to uh, be you know, fine. Certainly hope so. I think you'll be okay. You know, people just need to be smart. I think my throat is sore. Um, <laughs> oh, my it's God. Like a lot. Oh, here know. we go let <laughs> <laughs> me get take my temperature not being able to park hop not a fan in the least I know. I'm not that is definitely it. like okay so first of all you get everything done so quickly your second thought is okay i've, I've ridden 17 things i want to go to the next park you can't mm-hmm. do it obviously Um, you can't, uh, you know, make, have breakfast at one park, write a couple things and then go to another park. You don't realize it because you take it for granted because I think most people do, you know, park hop. Um, you don't realize how annoying it is not to have that ability. So, but you know what, this, this may be a phenomenon only that those people who are down there while it's under, you know, 40 or 50% may experience Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's great for you guys. You get to ride everything. When the crowds start to come up, because of the social distancing, the ride capacities are not going to increase. So it's going to take a longer time to do all of those rides yeah. and attractions. So, you know, whereas it's taking you guys, I've heard reports of people being done in like three hours. You know, we did everything we wanted to do. We left. We came back after, you know, after a late lunch. Um it, that's not going to be the case in a couple of months. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? So now that park hopping is going to be a moot point because it's going to take you the full, you know, eight to 10 hours to do everything you wanted to do. And it's only going to get worse from there. Well, right. that's true. It, it definitely would be nice to park hop. And, and I do like to eat at other places. Like I would open up the app. I'd be like, what are we having for dinner? Oh, we can't go to Epcot, you know, because, because we just did all, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Um, and it's a minor thing, you know, and I will, I will also say this, like, I'm really grateful that I got to go. I am. Um, my complaints are very, very minimal. And overall, it was a really positive experience. And of course, Again, I think the cast members really were doing a phenomenal job, which makes, you know, makes it easier for us. Um, I do want to say Universal. So, you know, we kind of wondered what it would be like over there. So we went. Um, it was empty. So oh, still. Yep. I, I think we did. I think. So Gringotts was probably, you know, Gringotts can sometimes have like a 90 minute wait you know, or even longer without an express pass. And I, I want to say 15 minutes, maybe. Kevin and Sophie went on Hagrid's and they did have to wait 
for their return. You know, they had a virtual queue. They did have to wait, but even that was like a half hour. Um, both uh, the Hogwarts Express both ways was a was pretty much a walk on both ways, and um, the Seuss characters, the Seuss rides, those were all a walk on. So Spider Man a walk on, um, Kong slightly longer. So. I mean, oh, Simpsons also, which I love. Um, so, so again, this is a great time to go to Universal if you can go. And you can get that park done pretty easily with a one-day park-to-park ticket, especially right now. So, I mean, positive experiences everywhere. If I don't get the Rona. <sighs> we'll check in next yeah. week to find uh, out how you're feeling. I'm, it's going to, yeah. Yeah, y'all, we need to do the countdown. So. Hey, could we start planning the the memorial show? <laughs> Stop it! Memorial will be fine, but you know I'm an old Cub Scout, and our motto is to always be prepared. So really, just keep in mind, I want my ashes thrown <laughs> in front of the Seven Seas Lagoon. Everybody knows that that can be arranged. Uh, yes, and I'd I'd like um, the Pina Colada song playing when it happens. No, and you I'm would kidding. not. That's the worst because song ever made. Oh no. That's so funny. That can be arranged as well. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Well, Um, I think that's a a pretty uplifting point on which we can end this show. (laughs) Sure is. So I would like... I would like to thank Chris for sharing her experiences at uh, both Hollywood Studios and Epcot, as well as a little bit of Universal with us. And uh, I will toss this over to Tony to bring us on home. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> hey, hey, thanks, Tony. Um, <laughs> as always, I want to remind everyone that our show is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel. Check out their website at MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com and let Chris set you up with the right agent to plan your family's magical vacation. Uh, And on behalf of Liza, Bridget, Adam, and Chris, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More Podcast. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.